0: Welcome to the world of fiction, where we're lying, but that's
1: okay. One prepared host, two neurodivergent nerds, two authors dig deeper into the lies that expose truths. If you're a fan of fiction with a curious mind, tune in each week for discussions on speculative worlds, fandom, the industry, and creating. Let's talk about finishing the MFA program. I'm your prepared host, J.S. Garrity.
0: And I'm Ludlow Adams, the host who kind of makes it up as he goes along.
1: For our new listeners out there, every week I choose and prepare a topic because I'm a researcher and a planner.
0: And since I'm supposed to be an improviser and good on my feet, I get the information about a half an hour beforehand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it.
0: Okay so this is the third time we've we've started the <laughs> this recording because um it's been a few weeks and or actually it's actually been what a month or so yeah and enough. uh i keep having i kept having some issues with my recording because i forgot things
1: <laughs> <laughs> we sort of forgot how we do this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and and i think that's uh that's been a uh a side effect of of finishing the mfa which is what we want to talk about of course and like you know just the fatigue and and the absolute Mm -hmm. exhaustion
1: 100 percent, yeah yeah and that's why we took a lot of time off i know that it i mean we had plans to kind of be head-on things so that we wouldn't have much of a gap between episodes and you know what it just wasn't really feasible and we both needed to just buckle down and focus on our th- thesis, each of our theses, and not worry about the podcast for a month. Um, so, yeah, that's why we've been off the planet for a little bit. Yeah. But we're back and we're ready to, you know, hit the road running again. And
0: Well, it, we, we got to hobble a little bit before we can run again, <laughs> I
2: think. Well, yeah, uh, and that's
1: what this episode is is, you know, giving yeah. us a little bit of a gentle start. Yeah. Because um, we're just going to talk about our experience finishing yeah. the MFA up.
0: Yeah. And, and for our listeners, we will often record uh, two episodes back to back. But today we're both like, I can do one.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we'll do, I'm reworking our recording schedule, but um, we did record um, a couple episodes already for season two. Um and so we have, or a few actually. So we have some episodes already recorded, and ready to, to get published. So we'll, we'll record one a week until we're yeah. ready to go back to, to two. <laughs> Cause like, like we were saying in the previous recording that we had to then, um, start over with, uh, it ends, but your mind and your body are still stuck in that crisis stress mode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we were we were both saying we um, when we finished we both had trouble sleeping like I mm-hmm. I finished uh, last week I finished way late which is one of the reasons I was probably so stressed out but um, you know luckily that professor understands that the world of being bipolar sometimes yeah. I really struggle and so I couldn't sleep for two days more or less mm-hmm. I mean I, I got I got really rough broken sleep for you know, five hours or six hours or something, which is really Mm -hmm. rough for me on the medication that I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was ugly. And then today I think I slept close to like nine hours, eight and a half, nine hours. Um, And I still feel like I could take a nap.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yesterday I, I, I took a, a nap for the first time in a while. I've been trying to avoid taking them because I know I won't sleep as well at night if I take Mm -hmm. a nap, but Mm -hmm. yesterday, like it was just too much. (laughs) And I ended up taking a nap, Um, but I slept great last night. So I guess my body just really, really needed an extra rest.
2: Yeah.
0: I can completely understand. We, uh, a group of us got together Monday. Um, I got this text while I was in the middle of a, a therapy appointment one of my group therapies where like this time it's all about cognitive behavioral therapy for, um, um, chronic pain.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and so like, I don't know, half an hour into it, I get this text and I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. It's from a buddy of mine and I look at it and he's like, Hey, you know, a couple of people are getting together at so-and-so's house. We're going to play this game. You interested? I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> as soon as I'm done here, I'm out. And, uh, so I didn't take a nap during the day, and I got home, and my roommate and I will often watch movies, usually like horror movies, um, has been our thing lately. Mm-hmm. But um, I I got a a five disc or a, a, a I got a copy of all of the underworld movies in one package mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. next to nothing. So I was like, well, let's watch the first one, and I slept a good chunk of it. <laughs> like I was out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's. It was exhausting. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, our thesis for the MFA program is a novel 50 to 80 K words. Um, it can be longer, but the most the professors are required to read and f- provide feedback on is 80 K. Yeah, And it has to be at least 50 K. Yeah. Um and it has to be like start to finish like a full novel full story fully developed yep um not necessarily ready for sending the manuscript off to agents um they only give you 10 weeks to do a round of revisions um which is not really enough time to do revisions because you do have to like get some distance for a while from the work yeah. before you go back in. Um, and there's no proofreading that has been done yet. Um, so besides that, you know, a completed novel ready for final polishing. Yeah. And it's quite a task
2: yeah. to do. You have yeah. 20
1: weeks to do the draft and then 10 weeks for revisions, Yeah, um, which is a fairly tight schedule.
0: And and that assumes, of course, that 20 weeks for the draft um, assumes that you haven't worked on it already. Um, mm, mm-hmm. You know, right. and I think actually leaving the genre classes and moving into thesis, there's a, what, 5,000 word hurdle or something like we're supposed to have 5,000 words 15, or something already? Yeah. 15, yeah. 15,000? Okay.
1: 15,000. Yeah. So it's, you usually have about 5K out of the genre classes. Um for the first couple chapters and then you're supposed to write an additional 10k before you can begin thesis one um so you do have a little bit of time um, a lot more time actually significantly more time to get those first 15k words in yeah. before you have to get the rest done um
2: yeah.
1: but the rest of it is a much tighter much quicker timeline than the first yeah 15k is because in the first 15k they're still teaching you craft you're still practicing those things getting really like focused and detailed feedback and then the idea is that in thesis you're applying all of those things you've learned and you know actively incorporating them through the rest of the novel
2: Um, but
1: honestly like revision is my favorite thing i love revising but this was much harder for me um thesis three I think as much rising. as
0: anything else, it's the clock running in the back of our heads. Exactly. You know, yeah. like you watch, you watch any show where you know contestants have to race against the time or something, and it, and the it, it's the clock that get messes with them. Yeah. And yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: It was a really shoot. Now, you didn't have to start over on your on your thesis, right? Like, no, but you, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I can't
1: even imagine.
0: Yeah, it was rough. Like I had to go from nothing, like comp- you know. My genre uh professor rightfully mm-hmm. so saying, "Hey, you might not be the person to write this yet um mm-hmm. because of some characters and um and some some material, so it was like, oh, that's a really good point, point. and so I sat down with a friend and we outlined like we kind of brainstormed some stuff for me, and he helped me outline um the very basic of the novel and and actually that outline did not completely change, like a lot of it got tweaked here and there, but the bones mm-hmm. of it stayed entirely the same and then we outlined his we re outlined a novel he'd been working on, and he like he'd oh. never done that before
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so you know, and then I had a couple of days to get to five or fifteen thousand or whatever it was It was a long it was a rough week, yeah to be honest, so
1: yeah. Yeah, so uh, for you, the the drafting part might have been a little, you know, the same or or even more stressful than the revising, (laughs) possibly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, much like you, revising isn't so bad for me. You know, I'll read through and then, you know, I'll I'll read through a bunch of stuff and then I'll start tweaking here, tweaking there, things like that. Um, And I do a lot of revision as I write anyway. Like, I'll write Mm -hmm. and I'll get, like, if my goal is 15,000 words, I'll write probably 5,000 words and then I'll go through and then I'll add. And yeah. that's part of my revision process and I'll get up to fifteen, sixteen thousand, 16,000 or something. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's kind of how I do things too. Um, but usually when I revise, I focus on like one or two things at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'll go through only focusing on character and yeah. then I'll go through only focusing on um, setting and I'll do those things separately, but there wasn't time to do it that way. And so I had to do it thinking of everything at once. Yeah. <laughs> and that is really challenging. And, um, I definitely have a lot more to do. It's not near, um, what I would have wanted it to be for right. sure. I turned in something that I wasn't super proud of as a manuscript but i am proud of where it is for what i had to work with if that makes sense like yeah i'm I'm happy with where it is in my process yeah um i'm proud of the work that i did um it's not something yet that i would be happy to like share with um an agent or no or even beta reader
0: yeah i i have um i've got a that friend who um you know, he's got his master's in like librarian science or something. So he's very academic, but so like, you know, explaining to him that he needs to stick to like seventh grade reading level, you know, maybe mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah, you mentioned mind. him that yeah. before. Yeah. 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 It just blew his mind. But he's like, mm-hmm. Hey, send it to me and I'll I'll read it as an alpha reader. And I'm like, I'm nervous about that, <laughs> but you know, yeah. to heck with it. Give it a shot. Has he
1: gone back to you yet or
0: I haven't sent it to him yet. Oh, you like, haven't sent it yet. Okay. I'm I like, I'm still, I'm still trying to function. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I had my husband read mine the weekend before it was due because I, I was so scattered. I just, I was on the brink of an absolute breakdown, like saying to my husband, you might have to check me in somewhere because I am not okay. Um, and I, I couldn't. I wasn't in the state of mind where I could um, really see the big picture of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need you to read this. And I need to know, like, is it connecting? Like, is this even a plot? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Are
1: we even looking at anything viable here? Um, Cause I'm looking at everything and feeling like this is the worst writing ever done in the existence of humankind. <laughs> 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 um, and he read through it and, um, he really enjoyed it. So that's good. Um, his feedback was that it it was, um, what did we call it? Thin. You know, it's lean. Mm-hmm. Because it's an urban fantasy. And it's only, uh, what did I get to? Like 75K words, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So it needs at least like 30K more to it. Yeah. Um, And I you know, like you were talking about before where you start out with like just the bare bones, you know, and then go in and fill it out. Um, I started that, right? Mm -hmm. But I still need to really go in and add those great descriptions and those great internal moments for my characters and flesh all of those things out in a way where you're really immersed in the story. Um, Because right now it feels like rushing right it's rushed through a little bit mm-hmm. so that's where i have um to go right that's my the direction i'll need to be focusing on when i'm ready to pick it back up again is <laughs> it gonna be for a few weeks at least
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah it's yeah it, it was definitely interesting like how we're Like, okay, how do I, how do I handle this? How do I handle this? You know, part of me doesn't want to even look at it for a month or two, Mm -hmm. but part of me is also like, maybe I should read through it now and then kind of think about the changes I need to make or make notes and Mm then think about each of those notes or something. Um, But then, you know, this is just a hair over 50,000 words. So I want to get it up to probably 150,000 words. So, you know, one or two more. Uh, primary characters and then a bunch of other subplots to go along with them so
1: yeah so maybe you start working on like the new material right because that my concern is if i go back in too soon i'm carrying all that stress with me first of all um the distance is really important when you're writing a novel um you have to have some space before you do any. Um, final revisions or somewhere in the revision process have yeah. some space um, but also we get feedback from our professors and that's not going to be for another month or two yeah. because they have to read 50 to 80k words for every you know student of the mm-hmm. 15 or so students um, and I don't want to make any big changes before getting that feedback
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, that's a good point. That is actually something I was kind of waiting on as well.
1: Um mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, I I think as much as anything else though, if I try to go through it now, I'd end up having a ha- a panic attack. Yeah. You know, part of me would Absolutely. be like, I have to fix this. I I've got to, you yeah. know, oh my gosh, I've got to get this done.
1: Yeah, I can't do it. I can't read it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is
1: it once it was turned in? I I don't know what it was like for you, but um after hitting that submit which i couldn't do on my own i had to have my husband there with me mm. to help me get that button pushed you know that submit button um and afterwards i just sobbed and it was just this like it wasn't celebratory it wasn't happy it was it was
0: cathartic
1: yeah you let
0: it all let all the bad stuff out
2: yeah. yeah yeah it
1: reminded me a little bit of the feeling i had when um, my son was born, which, um, you know, I almost died, we both almost died. It was horribly traumatic. I have um additional PTSD from that event, mm-hmm. lots of medical trauma. And uh, after surgery, which I was in for about an hour after he was born because I was losing blood, um, and I woke up and I was wheeled to the room, and I'm still you know, trying to get out of the anesthesia because I had to be put out. And and I see my child and the only thing I can do is cry and not because it wasn't that like joyful feeling you see on mm-hmm. TV or mm-hmm. that people talk about. It was like, thank God I'm alive mm-hmm. and he's alive yeah. and thank God it's over. Yeah, And it was this just almost painful release of all of the pain and stress, um, that we'd been through. And that's what this felt like. Um, not on the same, quite the same level, cause it wasn't literally life or death. Right. But, um, it was much longer that I was under that stress, right. It wasn't just the, you know, two days or whatever of labor, just, I say that like it's <laughs> it was long. It was long labor. I was in labor for nine days. Um, oh my! And then, gosh, active labor for two days. But, um, <laughs> but you know that's a little different from like what six months that you're under chronic stress. Yeah. So it was a little different, but also, I'd say like just as intense of a yeah. feeling of release. Um, but not quite a, a healing release yet. Still. Yeah just really painful and difficult and hard. And, um, my therapist was like, you know, like that's really normal. It's your body literally, like they, it's literally releasing those stress hormones and it's going to take time to get back to a baseline. And so it might be a while before you can feel like you can really celebrate.
0: What was the condition that your therapist was saying that grad students end up showing psychosis psychosis okay
1: yeah they score graduate students score higher on the psychosis scale scale yeah yeah so it's going to take time to to get your body back to where it used to be and not producing all those hormones and yeah it's
0: i have a i have a friend in med school uh she's first year med student uh Mm -hmm. she's actually finished up her first year med student but over the summer she's taing she's doing like uh helping her anatomy professor or something and um but i, I don't know how she's gonna do it like med school is brutal like yeah it is you know i, I can it only is. imagine how much higher on that scale yeah a postgraduate student would be
1: um, and then residency is a whole nother thing yeah I, my brother is he just started his second year of residency actually i think last week was his one year mark and The labor laws don't apply to residents, so they can be overworked um, to extents that are normally illegal. Um, So, for example, 30-hour shifts and not being able to sleep at all during that time. Uh, Insane numbers of hours worked. Uh, They can't get time off um, except for when the program chooses that they are allowed to have time off. Yeah. Um, which is only like, I think a couple times a year. Um, yeah, it's, you don't have any control over your schedule. You don't have any control over taking breaks or resting. Yeah. It's brutal and honestly kind of unnecessary. Uh, you know, these residents would do better work and patients would be in less danger if they were actually getting sleep. Yeah. Because we don't function without sleep as human beings.
2: Yeah,
0: fatigue is always an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter um, what it is. Like, you know, like aircraft crashes. It's not typically just a mechanical issue. It's a mechanical issue on top of fatigue.
1: Fatigue, Um.
0: You know, and, and in a lot of cases, like doctors don't necessarily have the best turnovers and the like, uh, with other doctors, et cetera. So things will get dropped. And, and a lot mm-hmm. of that again is going to be from fatigue. Yeah. Of course, there's really strict standards for charting, et cetera, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. you know, you and I have noticed how badly we were exhausted and, yeah, you know, think about that, like you said, for a number of years,
2: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and,
0: and she wants to go into surgery. Like she wants to, specifically specialize in surgery so her residency is going to be something like rather than two years or three years it's going to be like five years
1: yeah my brother's is (sighs) five years five years for general surgery and then after that there's continued specialization most of the time so it's it's a long process yeah
0: yeah Yeah, and this is on top of already getting a master's degree she went through a master's like a pre Mm -hmm. she did her her pre-med you know, bachelor's degree or whatever it was, biology or whatever it was. And then she did a master's degree to prep for med school. Um, mm. And now she's in med school. Mm-hmm. She's crushing med school, but I don't know how she does it. I really just... You know,
1: that, that might have been a really good way of going about it, you know, yeah. starting with the master's and working your way up because a lot of students, they get in med school and um, it's a shock, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's going from zero to a hundred a lot of times because uh, for a lot of students in med school undergrad is just not even remotely a comparison yeah yeah
0: yeah but hey we made it and that's what we got to worry about
1: yeah we don't, neither of us are gonna go to med school for, yeah
0: yeah but we are both looking at that post-grad
1: <laughs> I know certificate I know. and I <laughs> like honestly I when you showed it to me i was like oh that's interesting and then after those last couple weeks of the thesis i'm like nope never going to school again and i'm sure yeah. that'll change once my um world goes back to normal a little yeah. bit and i give myself time.
0: i give myself about a month before i apply
1: so <laughs> only a month yeah yeah oh man!
0: hopefully, hopefully I'll already be uh tutoring or something you know for the yeah, university so working, that'll that'll yeah. help out quite a bit,
1: yeah fingers crossed yeah um yeah yeah i I get uh i think four free classes a year or something mm-hmm. like that um as a benefit for my job and I'm already thinking about like wanting to take a marketing class and i mm-hmm. um, literature classes and mm-hmm. I also want to take stats because most of the time I'm tutoring stats and it would be <laughs> nice to actually see their textbook.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but I just, I can't even like fathom it right now starting yeah. another class.
0: So. Yeah. I'm in a, yeah. I'm in that position though where I, you know, I don't have a family. I don't even have a job right That's now. True. Really That's true. That's true. You know, like.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the family is. It does make a big difference because I've part of my stress throughout the program was this intense mom guilt, this intense shame for feeling like I've been neglecting my kids. Yeah. And I actually, I, I got to a point where I couldn't even work in my house because I could hear my kids in the other room. I they were, you know, just watching a lot of tv and playing a lot of video games Mm -hmm. right which isn't necessarily a bad thing i am not in the camp that screen time is actually inherently harmful it's only when it replaces things that are necessary that it becomes harmful harmful, right. right um but it in this case i felt like they weren't getting what was necessary they weren't getting any um or enough attention from me and enough connection with me and so I actually had to just take my kids to my parents' house and then work from my parents' house.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then my kids are at grandma and grandpa's and I feel less bad because, I mean, what's better than hanging out at grandma and grandpa's for like three days? Um, but then I'm still there to do meals for them and get them ready for bed and get mm-hmm. them up in the morning and all of those things. And that's the that's the only reason I was able to finish. because of that Mm. and so now that I'm done I'm like I'm gonna play Minecraft with you for two hours like I'm gonna (laughs) just (laughs) I'm gonna you know set up the sprinkler and you know just trying to do the things with my kids that I feel like I've missed out on for the past few months yeah I don't blame you (laughs) and I I, you know it was it's hard because my kids will you know they'll ask me things like, "Do you have to work today?" and "Do you have to do this today?" and and you know we, I told them like I'm almost done with school and that it's done, right? And so I don't think I can do it to them again, at least not for a while. Yeah. Even if it's just a little undergrad course that yeah. doesn't take up much time and it's not for a degree program or anything, I just yeah, it, you're that's a good point. It does make a difference. Yeah. Having kids.
2: Well,
0: I mean, also, let's look at it like, you know, um, one class at a time, half time for, for this mm-hmm, university mm-hmm. isn't nearly as bad. Um, yeah. Now, I'd imagine the, the post-grad certificate is pretty intense, but at the same time, it's still one class at a time.
1: Yeah, um, Although true. it is
0: It is low residency, so like- You, you would have, have to, to travel- Yeah, like you have to live twice. there- yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. One in the summer and one, one week in the summer, one week in the winter or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe in 10 years for me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, it, who knows? Right. Because that's what I said about my master's too. I was like, I'll get my master's when my kids are in high school or, Yeah. or they're leaving home and that didn't happen. I did it much sooner and I I am glad I did. Because this experience has set me up for the career that I want. And I have never felt more confident in my ability to have a career as an author. Yeah. I feel like it's possible. Yeah. And it's going to take time, but I'm okay with it taking time. And I'm ready to put in the work and I know what I need to do to make it happen. Yeah. And that's what I loved about this program. Yeah, because it's not just studying writing. It's not completely cerebral, intellectual, scholarly. They actually teach you the skills for creating a career in our modern day with social media and um, and self-publishing and all the different publishing paths you can take. Uh, they, they really give you everything you need to build a career. And it's not gonna make you a successful author overnight, but that's not how things usually work anyway. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no. You know, we we talk about like breakout successes or something, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, overnight success. Yeah, a 15 year preparation Over, for yeah. an overnight success, you know. Exactly. You know. Yeah. This, you know, this author broke out on on his or her sixth book kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah.
1: Yeah. And for me, like The idea of success, that's one of the last things that they have you do in this program. There's a discussion post about what your idea of success is, what's next for you. And for me, I was like, success is every individual milestone, every brick that I place down to build up my career. And if that wasn't my idea of success, there's no way I could do this because Mm -hmm then for 10 years, you're waiting for your moment, right? You're waiting for to make it Yeah. when you could be enjoying the process of creating it for the, all those 10 years. And yeah, it'll be a great day when you get a bestseller or, um, you know, sell your first thousand books or your first 10,000 books. Those are all really great things and good to make as long-term goals and to look forward to. But, um, being excited about just getting the first one published. Yeah. And even if you don't sell very many, yeah. just getting an agent, right. Um, finishing a manuscript, um, all those little milestones. Yeah. If you celebrate them and you consider those successes, then I think it's very possible to build an author career without, you know, your mental health being, damaged <laughs> for lack of a better word.
0: <laughs> Any more than it already is.
1: Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean Yeah.
0: You know, how many how many of us as authors have mental health issues? Like most yeah. of
1: us. Yeah. So you
0: it's know yeah. so
1: common in these classes yeah. you take where people are like, I have chronic health issues. I'm a lot of veterans for yeah. sure. Um a lot of people with anxiety, a lot of people with different neurotypes it's a diverse yeah. group of people, yeah, which I think is so good, yeah, for the future like it, it it's a good um prognosis for the future of literature, I think, seeing all this diversity,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree, I mean, we get to see some stories that we wouldn't otherwise see at all, you
1: mm-hmm. know and, um
0: yeah it's it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, rather than rehashing the exact same thing over and over and over again,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, which I tried to avoid in in my thesis novel, well, the thesis mm-hmm. part of my novel, let me say it that way, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, even though it's Rangers versus zombies, I really tried to not make it the typical A cliche, yeah, tropes, yeah, you know, yeah. the action star who is, you know unbreakable and as tough and as nails and blah mm-hmm. blah 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 and it just doesn't i mean it, it, they don't really exist in the real world you know mm-hmm. there are archetypes for a reason
1: yeah so. yeah exactly yeah um so what's next for you like what is your plan <sighs> is this a self-published book you want to do or are you gonna query I-
0: I'm going to query at first, but if, if mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to write, I want to, I want to have a good chunk, you know, done um, so that if I don't get anywhere in querying, I'll just self-publish uh, digitally, probably Amazon and, you know, Barnes and Nobles and some other things and, um, yeah. and uh, see where that goes. You know, um, I'll, I'll strip things down to closer to novella. Uh, mhm size and length um but yeah so that'll be that'll be kind of interesting um you know one of my favorite authors right now is marco Cluse. um and he wrote he's written um he's finished one series in in a universe um he writes military science fiction um and if you've seen love death and robots the first season at least i haven't on netflix okay no mm-hmm. problem there's he's he has two stories in there. One of them, I think, was oh, okay. never published. And then one was published in this world, this universe, the setting that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was kind of neat. But, you know, he he's done it entirely uh, through Amazon at first. So I, mm-hmm. I think I can I think I can kind of emulate some of that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a more viable um, course than it used to be. It's not looked down on in the same way as it used to be. And more and more people are learning the ropes of, of, you know, marketing and those things that make the big difference. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 I think it's a viable option. Um, I plan to query for this one as well. And I'm going to uh, really, try to spend a lot of time querying with this one um, because I'm not super anxious about getting it out into the world quickly Mm -hmm. like I was with the weight of gold um, because that one was just something that was really like emotionally important to me and that I really needed to get out there and yeah this one I'm not as anxious about uh, putting out there quickly yeah Uh, but I have other projects, you know, that I've got on my mind that I can work on in the meantime, yeah. While I query, so that's one my of, plan.
0: One of the authors I've met um, from Jordan Con a couple of times. Uh, his name is Chuck Gannon, and he, uh, gosh, he's West Point graduate, I guess back back in the day, etc. But he's he writes military science fiction as well now, but he write, he wrote like game books and things like that for people for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times when they, when, when, you know, this company Chaosium or or whatever company writes a game, they need fluff uh, is what, what it's mm-hmm. called. And so, uh, you know, there are a lot of writers out there who make a little bit of a living doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd like to break into that a little bit for a while because it's going to help me Get over some of my fear about deadlines and things like that. So yeah, you know, and it sounds be, right up your alley too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, in fact, I have a uh, a book that I I've owed a friend for years. Uh We talked about it at a convention uh, again, Jordan Con, and then you know, like we never really. I've just haven't moved forward with it. But now I'm like, oh wait a minute, I I can do this in like forty pages, fifty pages. Yeah, psh,
1: yeah. Psh, 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 I can do that's that. Seem, that's nothing now. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I was, I was telling one of my therapists, I've, you know, one of my things now is kind of, you know, please, uh, for our listeners, please forgive the language I'm about to use. But most of the time it's like, fuck that. I'm a Marine. I can do mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> now it's like,
0: <laughs> I'm an MFA Marine. Fuck that. I can do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I tell a lot of my students, um, if you can get through this, like, yeah. You can get through anything, especially with these stats classes, because they're they're tough. Stats is a tough subject. And yeah, um, I get a lot of psych students because they have to take stats. And I just say, get through this. Like, just think of all the things you can do. Yeah. Get through something this hard.
0: And think Um, about not having to do it again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's done. It's in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had to take stats twice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, back in the day when I still failed classes, sometimes, um, I really struggled with it and, but you know, my second stats professor would draw like a, an outlet on the board, on the whiteboard and would be like, mm-hmm. look, this is all you do. You plug it in, you mm-hmm. find the formula and you plug it in. And yeah. so now I'm trying to find all those formulas in the rest of my life and just plug mm-hmm. them in. I think yeah. most directly though, I'm going to spend some time cleaning. <laughs> like. my living space is an absolute wreck i have no idea how my roommate who's also my landlord has tolerated it like it's like there's stuff everywhere and i'm like oh
1: yeah you should have seen my house yeah oh yeah i believe it i mean max did a really great job trying to keep up on things but
2: yeah
1: um the reality is when you have two neurodivergent kids um you need to adults to stay on top yeah. of it and even yeah. then like it's we don't stay on top of yeah. it. Um you just have to be okay with some mess. Yeah. But for the last few months um I've just been like non available for yeah. those things. Yeah. Um I, get I did it. some chores on Saturday mornings and that was it. That was all I yeah. could do. Um Yeah. And so the first thing I did After I'd caught up on some sleep and had a couple days of just like, you know, zoning, right, was to a huge clean of my house, Um, which didn't last long, but
0: it never does. um, No, it doesn't. It's ongoing. I'm (laughs) I'm
1: feeling more on top of it than I have in months and months, because for those who don't know, I had surgery in December. And so we moved in November, I had surgery in December. In the middle of my first thesis course. And then thesis can, has been going on since then. So um, I haven't been great at doing cleaning pretty much since December. Yeah,
0: um, I get it. Yeah. I, I get I absolutely get it. And I'm just yeah. so grateful that he's he's just so patient. And You know, mm-hmm. one of the things a lot of the times is as long as you keep in communication with, with people, your friends, your family, your loved ones. They're yeah. gonna be they're gonna have a lot more patience. Um, yeah. um okay, but outside of like work and the writing, like what else is next for you?
1: Um well, that's a good question. <laughs> um I want to go camping this summer. That's mm. like the big thing on my mind. Like I just need to to get out in nature for a bit. Yeah. Um yeah. Just getting back into the hobbies that I've ignored for a couple of years. Yeah. I used to bake pastries from all over the world and mm-hmm. I would study where they came from and their history and, uh, really like experiment with these new recipes and explore other cultures in that way. And I haven't been able to do that in a long time. And I would love yeah. to, to do that again. Um,
0: you should do that. As a, you should do that as a blog or or a YouTube. I did, yeah, I channel. did have a blog yeah, for one. it.
1: Yeah, yeah um, that was, it was more of a personal thing to keep track, and for the people um, I'm friends with who who are interested in knowing what I'm doing with my baking, yeah. they enjoyed, you know, reading the blog. It wasn't something I ever would intend to kind of like really put out there because it's my hobby, and I need it to stay my hobby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do I do have a blog that I could kind of revamp and bring back and yeah start doing that again.
0: That's one of the things I was thinking. Not a blog. Um well other than on my site, but um a YouTube channel. Actually I'm thinking two. Mm-hmm. One to learn and then the other to, to really kind of do, but um mm-hmm. hopefully I'll do pretty well with both of them. Um but since I have a background in in finance and I'm series seven licensed, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like you know, a lot of people don't understand how finances and and investing works. Like, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, with with like long term IRA, four one k kind yeah. of style investing, not like yeah. doing real estate or anything like that. And I'm like, I'm actually really good at explaining that kind of stuff. So I think mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I want to start looking at doing. Um, I've been wanting to for months, months yeah. and months and months, but. With with school, it was like I can't. Not, I don't have the feasible. wherewithal. I just don't have the wherewithal to learn anything else new. Like I just yeah. don't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, stuff 100%. like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also want to do work on our house because um, we were renting this house that um, our landlord's mom used to live here before she passed away, mm. and. It has not ever been updated probably since, I don't know, the 80s, mm. like at least or 90s at the very, <laughs> like, gotcha. it looks like your grandma's house in the 90s is what it reminds me of is when you would go to grandma's house as a kid, a little kid in the 90s. Um, that's what it looks like to me. And uh, there's some wallpaper that really needs to get, you know, taken down. Mm-hmm. It's already peeling. Mm-hmm um love to paint some stuff but the yard is really where max and i are excited to to work with um there's already some really great things in the yard and this year our plan is to fix things up a mm-hmm. bit um and then next year maybe like do some more planting and um make it our own a little bit mm-hmm. uh yeah it's just you know even though it's not a house that we own there's it's our home, and we yeah. want to do things. And our landlord has given us license to do whatever cosmetic changes that we want. Nice, um, which is really nice.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and we're our rent is a steal for the area that we're in, so um, we don't mind putting a little bit of investment and time and money into this place nice. while we're living in it. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm really excited for. Yeah, that I've been looking forward to doing.
0: I bet. I've been finding that thinking about things other than writing and Mm -hmm. direct work, like that's been helping me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I do have other writing projects that I've been looking forward to dipping into as well. I think I'm more confident in myself um, across genres now and excited to try new things with writing yeah whereas for years i was only doing like non-fiction creative writing mm-hmm. and then my first novel was very much the same kind of themes and feel as yeah. my non-fiction writing um but writing a fantasy an urban fantasy with Faye and everything it's just gotten me a little more confident in branching out so excited to experiment
0: with that nice when you're when you're much closer to feeling done with it let me know because i'll point you in the direction of another friend who has um based urban fantasy oh okay
1: yeah that'd be great
0: yeah yeah so yeah it's been it's been really interesting like i did an alpha read for her maybe a beta read for her on their second and Mm -hmm. and kind of like started asking her some questions and some things like that but yeah
1: Yeah. speaking of reading now that it's (laughs) over what i hear so many of our um cohorts talking about oh i'm gonna read for fun again and all the things they're planning on reading yeah so what are your plans
0: um so i've already started on one of them i have Mm -hmm. been reading um uh, this is like a third reread for me um it's um uh Gosh, the the trilogy of the sevens or something like that. I forget. Oh my gosh, I have. Completely oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: you've you've forgotten. Told me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, well, who's it by? It, it's oh by
0: a romance author, and I've just adored yes. it. I yeah, gotta look it we've up. We've
1: talked about that. We've talked about her and that series on the podcast before.
0: Yeah, um, but once again, I can't remember for anything. Um, yeah. So one of the things I did a couple of weeks ago, which probably compounded a lot of this is I gave up caffeine and I'm still in that phase mm-hmm. of my brain isn't mm-hmm. really sharp yet
1: without, mm-hmm.
0: without having it. So
1: that's tough.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nora Roberts sign of the seven sign yes. of seven trilogy. Nora yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. I think that's a good idea. Starting out with something you already know you love. Yeah. Getting back into the fun of it. I my next book is gonna be a nonfiction about an owl scientist, basically, for a book club that I'm in <laughs> that I just yeah. recently joined now that I was like, I'm gonna have a little more time. Um so that'll be an interesting one. Oh. But I'm I'm looking forward to to reading something new and different yeah. from what I normally read. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm, gotta move on to the next Stormlight Archive book, and you know, uh, breach that you know massive undertaking that it always is. <laughs> um, I took yeah. a break from Brandon Sanderson while I was finishing my thesis because, yeah, it's very easy to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be like, wow, I am writing absolute shit compared to this.
0: Yeah and for me it isn't just necessarily that it's just like even if you separate the quality out like he writes so much mm-hmm. you know now he has yeah. organized he and his his family have organized his life to be able to do that
2: mm-hmm. um
0: you know and dragon steel entertainment or productions dragon steel productions i think is uh so his business also mm-hmm. helps him do that quite a bit but yeah he He just writes and writes and writes.
1: Yeah. And it's, there's a lot going on in his books too. And I think when you're trying to piece together your own plot and keep track of everything, adding more input from other, you know, similar genres can be uh, difficult on your brain.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: But I'm excited to start again because my husband has just been dying for me to read the next one. (laughs) 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 He wants to talk about it. Yeah. So badly. Yeah. So I'm going to read that, that and I'm having him listen to the three body problem because I, I read that one, um, was the previous one we read in my book club in the book club that I joined. Um, and it's really good. So if anyone's looking for a, a good sci-fi The three body problem, I loved it. It was excellent.
2: Okay. Good.
1: Yeah. It's a, Chinese. This was by yeah. a Chinese author. Yeah. It's translated. The translation I think is really beautiful. It the translator wanted to maintain um the this sort of structure and, and cadence of the Chinese language. So um I thought it was beautiful translation and a really excellent book, gets okay. you thinking.
0: Yeah, it'll be nice to to read for fun and then you know i might Mm -hmm. actually like read books on writing again and yeah (laughs) you know
1: now that it's not a requirement yeah yeah
0: now i don't have to read it so fast i guess Yeah. yeah
1: exactly there's some uh required books that we had throughout the program that i want to revisit yeah now that i can like sit and take my time with them and yeah yeah looking forward to that any last minute parting thoughts with our listeners.
0: Um I hope we haven't scared anybody away from doing a masters or an MFA or something. Uh MFA specifically, but you know, mm-hmm. it's uh it's worth it. I mean, yeah, it. we're both worn out, but we both learned so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think And it is temporary. Yeah. You're not on that schedule forever. Yeah. Not even for, you know, as long as med school or Yeah. Yeah. A residency. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, Self-improvement is always a big deal and education helps with that so, so much. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, uh, I think if anybody out there is like, oh, I kind of want to be a writer, then I'm not going to say you have to do an MFA. You you most certainly do not. It could, Mm -hmm. it could potentially really help you, especially if you like, uh, formal education, formal school.
1: Yeah. 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 And if you're feeling lost and overwhelmed, um, it can help really show you like, this is the path you take. This yeah. is, these are all the different options. Um, and it really sets you up well for that secondary career yeah. that will support you while you're building yeah. your author career yeah. in a way that's really complementary, and allows you to still have time to write and all yeah. that good stuff. So I do recommend it for anyone who is really serious about having a career as a writer i'm not necessarily even just an author but a career with writing with that creative kind of medium yeah because there's lots of different avenues you can go in and and take and um if you want to be an author it i think it really provides the tools to be able to do that i agree yeah yeah All right, well, that's our time for today.
0: We've been your hosts, Ludlow Adams.
1: And Jay Ascarity.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Join us next week for a new topic about the world of fiction. This has been We're Lying, But That's Okay. Big thanks to our listeners for your support. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review.
1: Thank you to our one-man production and tech support team, Max Scarity, for making this podcast possible.